You are now listening to the Demo Tape What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Demo Tape Podcast. Great to be here. Another Saturday Night Live broadcast right here on YouTube. This is uh, something different that I've been doing. <clears throat> Before we get to started with tonight's show, though, I do want to talk about uh, the infrequent releases that I've been having. Um, a lot of that is due to my college schedule at the time. I'm a full-time college student at the, at the moment. And, you know, taking a full load of classes, you know, trying to uh, do all of that coursework as well as release a podcast during the week is a pretty heavy task, as well as also I was trying to do a college radio show. So I've kind of dropped a few things. I've reprioritized a few things um, and I'm here. Like my signal, everybody, I wish I good. Hello. Okay. So, yes. So I've just had to reprioritize a few things and, um, but I'm here and I'm going to be here and I'm going to continue to release episodes at least three to four times a month. So check your feed. If you've already subscribed with that being said, we're off. So you can subscribe to the demo tape podcast on demo tape You can also go to Apple podcast, Google podcast, Stitcher radio, and wherever else you get your podcast, sorry, y'all, I'm having, I think I'm having some te- technical difficulties over here, but maybe it's all in my mind. But anyway, tonight's show is dedicated to controlling our own narrative. So I, I haven't been, I haven't done an episode in like a week or so, but in that time, there's been a lot that's going on. Um, that Harriet, the Harriet movie uh, starring Cynthia Evo was released and I did go see that. I'll be, I'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Also. Uh, some news dropped this week on the Colin Kaepernick saga, and we're going to get into that. But where I want to start is with controlling our narrative, that idea. Um, as everybody knows, I, I talked about at the start of the show, I am right now in school and I'm studying history. And history is the inspiration that I'm going to that I use to uh, fuel a lot of the arguments that I make on the show, on this show. And um, a lot of the things that I look when I'm looking uh, for things to talk about, a lot of it's going to relate to, uh, things that have shown up and popped up historically, like narratives that have shown themselves historically. And one narrative that has been since the beginning, uh, of our time in America that has been consistently a theme that we need is to control our narrative. We need to create and produce control and maintain our own narrative. Um, I feel like I'm trying to do my part when I, by doing this podcast, it's a little something, you know, but it's an effort to try to snatch back some of what's being said and some of what the information that gets presented about us. And that's a very important thing because like I said, historically, a lot of the images that we've been shown have been negative. Um, a lot of the truths that get told about us are half truths. A lot of the history, um, about our accomplishments 
And I'm, when I say our common experience, I mean people that look like us, maybe not anybody directly related to us, but people that look like us have been downplayed. And all of those things, all of those things are lies. So you can't trust those who have proven to be your enemy time and time again with your narrative. That's just foolish. So Colin Kaepernick, our brother, you know, I'll say he's our brother, even though I, you know, I'll get, I'll get to it in a minute. But Colin Kaepernick um, was scheduled to have a workout with the NFL last week. And the NFL pulled some janky moves, to say the least. Want him to sign some waivers, um, not bringing, not allowing any media to be there. You know, just some things that, according to, and I'm getting my information directly from a lot of the sources that you guys are getting yours from, as far as Colin wanted um, transparency. He wanted the NFL to be on up and up. He was going to be on up and up. He wanted media to be there. He wanted to have more control over the situation, understandably. And uh, so he switched to work out and that created like a sort of backlash against him because people, it kind of divided, you know, certain people, certain people were on cap side and they felt like, you know, with the fact that he had had his narrative snatched, that it was ap- appropriate that he did what he did with the regarding the NFL as far as, you know, not agreeing to sign a waiver that basically didn't give him any rights to talk about anything that happened in, at the at the workout. You know, that, that would be foolish to do that. So. I, I personally agree with what the brother did as far as trying to switch the workout to a more favorable situation for him because all he wanted to do was display his talent. You know what I mean? The politics that are being played with the narrative that he initially started out have been played. He has no control over that at this moment. But what he does have control over is his effort and what he could do to get back in the league. And if he didn't trust the NFL, which it seems like he didn't, given all the evidence... I do support his move to um, move the workout. We're talking about a man whose narrative literally was hijacked and then criminalized to basically blackball him out the league. So his sensitivity to not being in control of the narrative or maybe, you know, not being able to, like I said, the media not being there. So cameras not being there, not being able for people to not be able to see the totality of his talents on display. It would have to be a word of mouth thing. I mean, I, I just don't understand how anyone could think that Colin Kaepernick was acting in, in any other way, but in his best interest in that moment. Now you may not agree, but you can't really knock him, but there were those that did. And so we got to get into Stephen A. Smith, man. So for the longest time, Stephen A. Smith has been someone who has felt like he is the truth sayer when it comes to black people. And you may agree or not agree, but when, you know, and you take that at what you want. But with this Kaepernick situation, I think Stephen A. has exposed himself to be more on the side of power than on the side of the brother, as he, as he would think he is. Excuse me. Oh, no. As he would think he is. So, Stephen A. supports Colin Kaepernick in the sense that Colin Kaepernick is protesting police brutality. That's a very broad idea. That's a very easy idea to get behind. But see, when you throw your support behind Colin Kaepernick as a specific man, then you're supporting his specific actions. And what you're noticing is though, even though Stephen A supports Colin Kaepernick in a broad sense with the police brutality that black people, because Stephen A is a black man, he can't, he's not, he's not cool enough to not even, to not acknowledge that. But, Stephen A has a very, I don't even know, it's like a its like a black capitalist mindset, but he has to learn to delineate 
that when he's when he's on the side of the oppressor versus when he's on the side of the oppressed. And I'm saying that because the moment that Stephen A. got a chance to criticize Cap, he did. And I'm saying, and what I mean is, if you go back when Kaepernick first came after he did what he did, uh, then he, stuff started to go left because he started he got, he got found out that he was wearing the uh, pig socks and then the uh, Fidel Castro shirt. So I mean, there were some things that people what were criticizing him about. And then they came out when he said that he don't vote. And Stephen A. jumped in with two feet and basically tried to delegitimize everything Colin Kaepernick was trying to stand for. For me, I peeped that when Stephen A. did that. And I was kind of like, oh, man, this brother, that's not cool. Because at the end of the day, you may disagree with a black person, but you can't delegitimize the black person, especially when they're taking a stand for something that could very well happen to you. And you acknowledge as much. So that was one thing. And then the narrative starts to switch because Colin Kaepernick isn't talking. And for the record, I have some things that I don't like. I mean, I like the way that Colin is handling the situation. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's still important to support him because of what the principle that he's standing on. So, yeah, there's some things. And, I, and I'll probably get into them a little bit later, too. But there's something. So the, the, the issue is not that Stephen A. disagrees or that any anybody disagrees with Colin Kaepernick or any one person on any given subject. It's about how you choose to go about it. So, like I said, the first strike for me when I was like looking at Stephen A. was when when Color Cabinet came out. I was like, "Yo, I don't vote because this country has shown that they'll put people in office that will not only not just not help black people, but pass laws that will actively harm black people." So I can understand that. That's a very logical thing. And Stephen A. just wanted to delegitimize his platform. So fast forward to now because. Um, there's been a lot that Colin Kaepernick has been doing in the meantime since he initially took the stand. And then, you know, he kind of went silent and didn't talk to anybody. And now he's trying to come back to work. He's posted the clock and things like that nature. And one of the things that people have, one of the issues that people are having with it, and I personally have it with it, with him, is that he's not speaking like for himself. So he hasn't taken out the time to get on a platform, anyone's platform, and just say his side of the story, right? And how he feels and what he really thinks. He's kind of playing like the stoic revolutionary leader role, which I'm not really feeling that vibe, but at the end of the day, like I said, you still kind of rock with the brother because you have to rock with the principle that he's standing on. So regardless of how he's handling it, it's not, that's just my opinion. I still, like I said, the, the fact is what he's standing on is very important and crucial and more of us need to be speaking out in favor of these things because this stuff is happening. But Stephen A goes on to try to criticize Colin Kaepernick for... Not speaking up for himself, for letting everybody else speak for him, which I, like I said, which I feel is okay. But when you're on that platform and you've already tried to delegitimize his brother when he didn't vote, it, it's starting to show to me like you're just trying to attack him. That's what it's coming off like to me. So I kind of wrote Stephen off, Stephen A off for what he is. You know what I mean? He's a company man. He's a cool. But there's no point in 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 you know belaboring that and arguing that with others because people are not going to see it the way you see it. You have to let stories develop, and they did. So Stephen A, after Colin Kaepernick made his switch from the NFL state-of-the-art venue to a high school campus because he didn't like the terms that were being presented to him, Stephen A hit the internet along with other racists, might add. Don't miss that point that when there was other when the other white supremacists and racists and anti-black people were out there tweeting how Kaepernick is such a clown, Stephen A was right with them. He, he hopped on the internet and basically once again tried to delegitimize the brother. Colin Kaepernick, I said this a few minutes ago, Colin Kaepernick had his narrative literally snatched from his grasp, criminalized, and then made as if he, as if he did something wrong and ostracized from the league. So you're telling me, as Stephen A went on to say, I watched the video as, as well as I'm sure a lot of you did, 
Stephen A went on to say about how, you know, you just want to control the narrative. You don't want to play. This is about you. This is about this. This is about that. And I'm like, look, dog. Um, why should he trust the NFL owners? That's my question. I posted, I actually asked the question on Twitter as well. Why should Colin Kaepernick trust the NFL owners? What's wrong with him in this instance controlling his own narrative? Stephen A. Smith is one of those black people, and I kind of was trying to address it earlier, but I didn't have my thoughts totally together. He's the type of black person, and there's nothing wrong with his state of the his his state of mind. But he's a black capitalist, which I agree with some of that. And he believes that things do not have to be. He said as much too. I mean, if you listen to him, man, he'll tell you what he thinks. He's, he believes that black people should not situation should not have to be ideal as a black person in America for you to act if you want something, which if you don't scrutinize that idea, if you don't put that idea in practicing like con with it with context, I agree with him. You're right. We don't have to let wait. We don't have, we shouldn't wait for things to be perfect for us. We shouldn't wait until, you know, I don't know whatever situation you're waiting on. He's right about that. If there's something that you want out there, you should go get it regardless of the scenario, regardless of the situation, put your best foot forward, dedicate yourself and, 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 and get your position in the world. I agree with that. But Colin Kaepernick is not in the average position in the world. He is not somebody trying to get on. He was already on. They took him off and then never really asked the question of why they took him off. Then they tried to pay him off with some settlement to keep him quiet and then just left him out of there. They're pulling dudes off the couch. They got Jay Cutler, who's been trash. Josh McCown, who's been trash. Mr. Trubisky, who's been trash. I'm just naming a few quarterbacks. They're taking guys off the couch. Over skipping him. So then when he does finally get a workout, he has to go through all these hoops and bounds and here, sign this away. You can't speak about this. What? That, nah, man. Nah, man. And so his aversion to that is not an issue. But for Stephen A, it was an issue. And so he got upset because Terrell Owens said that he wasn't black. And, but, and, 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 and. That's but and Pete, I got into a, a conversation with my friend on Twitter about it. He was basically saying, you know, T.O. shouldn't have did that because we can't be doing that in 2019. I disagree vehemently. That's exactly what we should be doing in 2019. We should be calling out each other's blackness when you're off code. And what Stephen A. did was he sided with power. If you do, with with the power that's trying to keep Colin Kaepernick at bay, that is wrong. That is wrong. And that's something that black people have been doing historically. You can go back to the ancient histories. Go back to uh, 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 19th century Africa, 17th, 16th, 18th century Africa, you will always see black people going against themselves and siding with the oppressor only for the oppressor to screw both of us and leave us both ass out with nothing. Not a pot to piss in the window to throw it out of. So yes, yeah, Stephen A is siding with ESPN now and the media circus now and NFL owners now because he feels like, okay, Callum, you're trying to control too much of the narrative, but the narrative has been snatched from him. He wasn't trying to control anything at first. He was just trying to say his piece. Keep in mind, never forget this. And I told my friend that. Never forget that Colin Kaepernick is not a criminal. Colin Kaepernick is not a Greg Hardy or Antonio Brown even. He's not, Antonio Brown's been a... My friend said uh, Colin Kaepernick should come and apologize to the NFL owners. And I'm like, for what? For taking a stand and saying something that he, when he sees in his country going on? Man, please. You can miss me with that. I said, no, Antonio Brown should be the one apologizing. Not Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick has nothing to apologize for. He shouldn't feel ashamed for trying to control the narrative at this point 
and stage in the game and his relationship with the NFL. NFL has proven themselves to be trustworthy. Not in this situation, but with other situations as well. Look at the Greg Hardy situation. I mean, not the Greg Hardy situation, the Ray Rice situation. They acted like they didn't have the video when they knew they had the video the whole time and railroaded that man. I'm not saying what he did was right, but the point of the matter is the NFL was not transparent. And yet the people want to call it Kaepernick to just run it. Yeah, here you go, man. Yeah, I'm going to sign this away. Yeah, I'm going to use your receivers. I'm going to allow no media to be here. Nobody else to get an objective look at my talent. Man, if you agree with that, you're silly. And that's what I think. For real. And then Stephen A was crying and complaining about how he's invited Colin Kaepernick. Yo, man, let me tell you something, Stephen A. And I know you're probably not listening to me. It don't matter. But brothers don't rock with you at this point in stage in the game, dog. You've shown yourself willing to throw other brothers under the bus time and time again, simply when you just don't agree with them. And I get you have your platform and your radio show, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, that you cannot do that. Like, that is not cool. And t- what Terrell Owens did was appropriate. Very, very appropriate. And very, very on code. You're not helping Colin Kaepernick. You're in your position in the media. You work at ESPN. Powerful conglomerate, you know what I mean, with Disney and all this. Oh, you're in a very powerful position to really help this brother, but you're not. You're not. And just because he doesn't want to reach out to you doesn't mean you can't help him. I just, you know, what Terrell Lawrence did, and then and then Stephen A tried to get upset and all that. But at the end of the day, the point I'm trying to make with this episode is two points, actually. And I'll get to the second one in a second. The main one I want to make is control your narrative at an individual level, at a professional level, and a relationship level, and if you start a business at a business level. Because at the end of the day, that's what's important. Don't let people dictate to you who you are, what you are, and what you did. Colin Kaepernick has literally done nothing wrong, but he's being treated like a criminal. And any black person out there that is not saying anything other than this brother needs to be in the NFL, having his job, at least holding a damn clipboard. If you're saying anything to the contrary of him getting back into the league, such as he's being a distraction and all that, look, man, he may or may not be being a distraction. At the end of the day, he has done nothing to not to warrant not being in the league. So all I'm saying is it's very important for Colin Kaepernick to control his narrative. We all should have to control our narrative. We all should be looking to start podcasts or build radio stations and do like Tyler Perry, create movie studios so that we could take back our stories and tell our stories. And then we can begin to tell our history, which is very important in understanding your narrative. And the second thing I want to talk about before we uh, close out the show, because the Deontay Wilder fight is about to start, and uh, I want to watch it. So I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet and to the point. Oh, actually, actually, I might. We're going to go. We'll keep rocking. As a matter of fact, because I got to say everything I got to say. I just looked at my notes. Um, We got to delineate between black pro-black people who say they support black people, they support us in a broad sense, but criticize us in a specific sense. Because like I said, I used Stephen A as an example earlier. And he's always saying like he's down. Like, yeah, I support black people, this and that. And I'm not saying he doesn't, right? I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm not saying in his mind, he doesn't think that what he's doing is right. But what I'm saying is you watch a trend. It's like you watch the news and you listen to white people and black, a black person, a white person on CNN debate about racism. And a white person's always like, yeah, I agree that there's racism, but this isn't it. And then you turn on the channel six months later and some other brother got shot by a cop, a white cop at that. And you see the same two people arguing and the same white person, the same black person. And it's like, yo, there is racism in the country. I guarantee, I know, I know it is, but this isn't that. That's what, that's what white people do when it comes to, to not acknowledging um, racism in the country. Yes, racism exists in a broad context. Follow me. 
Racism exists in a broad context, but when you begin to point out specific acts of racism, it's never there. No, nah, that ain't it. Maybe it's something else. No, nah, that ain't it. Maybe it's something else. When you have that black people who do that to other black people, especially in the media, you have black people who posture as pro black because they know that you don't want to isolate yourself, especially in a position like that, because you need your black audience to legitimize you, honestly, realistically. Um, but what you have to do is you have to, you can't always be defending black people because then you end up like a Bomani Jones type where Bomani Jones has his little thing. He does his thing, but you know, most people, you know, Stephen A is on another level than Bomani Jones. I, I think Bomani Jones is better than Stephen A, but when you look at it, Stephen A is on a higher platform. He probably makes more money. Steve, ESP is plugging him. Why though? Because there's a difference between how they handle their business. Stephen A also is more of a character and a clown than Bomani Jones. But there's one thing that Bomani Jones doesn't do that Stephen A. Smith does do. And that's criticize black people. Stephen A. will criticize black people. And Bomani will too if it's something egregious, like something stupid like breaking the law. But if it's something that requires a level of discernment, Stephen A. will... And, and you could even use this uh, Colin Kaepernick situation. You don't see Bomani Jones talking negative about Colin Kaepernick in any context. He might have some disagreements with the way Cap is handling the situation. But overall, he is... On the side of Colin Kaepernick. What you have with Stephen A is finding ways, and I used them all earlier, to pick and try to show that the brother isn't about what he says he's about because he doesn't agree with what Stephen A thinks. And not only is that a problem that Stephen A has dealing with other black people, we have it with each other. We have to stop this. I can't, I have to see, we have to see things the exact same way BS. Because we don't. And we have to learn how to disagree civilly and privately. And still support one another. Those two things can coexist. We can disagree. Yo, bro, I don't see this that way. But guess what? You, your old man, you can do it your way. And that's what he could do. He could just use his position to speak in favor of the brother, even if he has private disagreements. And I don't feel like he does that enough. And I think that is something that we just need to watch out for, honestly. Watch people who say that they're pro black in a broad context because that's what you have. You have convenient Negroes. When, when we're all black and we're getting discriminated against, well, we're all black. But you know what I'm saying? When one brother's going through something, hey, man, that brother shouldn't have did all that. Man, he should have tried to assert his power, man. Colin Kaepernick, he should have tried to assert his power, man. He should have just went on and took it. No, man, he tried to take it. And now he has to stand his own ground, and he should. Um, another thing I want to talk about is this Harriet movie. So I want to go see it a couple weeks ago. Excuse me. And... um. I heard all the criticisms about it before I went. Uh, I heard about Cynthia Evo and how she's not a Amer- African American of uh, a descendant of a slave, which I did, for the record, find problematic for her to be playing Harriet. Then I found out that she mocked black people, so that was pretty interesting. And then um, there was a scenario. This is all I heard before I went to go see the movie that. There's like a white savior complex in the movie. Basically, like something about the slave owner being in love with Harriet. And it was like everybody was talking about this distortion of history. So I didn't I wasn't going to see it, but I had to go see it for class. Like I told you, I'm on my school grind. So I had to go see it for class. So I went to go see it. And let me tell you something. The movie was I. It wasn't that great. Uh, they could have cast a better actor as Harriet. I do understand. I do think that all these black women in America uh, with a connection to slavery, could they could have chose a better actor to play Harriet. That's number one. 
Um, number two, I didn't see the white savior complex that everybody was talking about. So everybody that's saying like there's like a pseudo love thing going on between the master and slave, I, that didn't get um, the master and Harry. I didn't get that. Um, to me, the movie was semi historically accurate as far as like what would have happened between the slaves and all that stuff. Um, I, I enjoyed the telling of the story of Harriet Tubman just as like a like a like a like a like a concept, like a, just as a just as an idea. So the fact that I was watching a Harriet Tubman movie pleased me, but there was a lot of things that were probably left out that um, the dead. Like I said, I, they definitely could have chose a better actor, uh, and. I think a lot of the criticism of the movie is much to do about nothing and it's a lot to do about something at the same time. It's much to do about nothing because you, what you have is a lot of people who are just unhappy that the actor isn't a black American woman, which I, I understand that. But also what you have is a lot of people who have not seen the movie themselves criticizing the movie and that's never good because you're not really telling the truth. So is there some historical distortions in the movie? Yes. Um, does Harriet do some typical stuff that white people would white producers or white people with money who who have a power and say over the film would allow to happen yes but is the film like a total disgrace to every you know slave movie ever made no and you shouldn't allow people to tell you that because it's not true if you want to go see the movie check the movie out and get your get get your own opinion on it but um all this other stuff telling people not to go see it i'm not in support of that um maybe people might think that i'm not supporting the black agenda by doing that but at the end of the day uh i just think that the movie was cool it wasn't great i wouldn't i wouldn't tell anybody to go buy it um but it's worth your time <laughs> anyway thank you all for listening to this episode of the demo tape podcast like i said y'all um my school schedule has led to some infrequencies in the releasing of the podcast, but I'm going to get it together. I'm got my priorities right now. So y'all going to get your four episodes a month. Um, I'm still on track too, by the way, I'm very conscious of trying to keep the audience fed with content. So um, yeah, be on the lookout for that. I'm not going to forget about y'all. Don't forget about me, but thank you all for listening to the Demo Date podcast. You can, you can get the Demo Date podcast on demodatepodcast.com as well as Apple podcast, Google podcast, Stitcher radio, Spotify, And wherever else you get podcasts, until next time, y'all, peace.